0: Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Ignore Carrie's voice. She is. Had a hard night, but you'll hear about it in the tits and the shits. I wish, I do really wish hard night meant like I was drinking. Yeah, no, not that kind of hard night. (laughs) Not a fun kind. Not the kind that's worth feeling like shit the next day. I mean, it's never really worth it at this point. But we've got a great show for you today. First, we're talking to Renee Raina from The Mom Room. And we really loved her. And we know that you guys are going to also. And then we're going to say, what's the deal with sick kids? And as always, we have our hashtag Swag bag. And up next, take it away, small child. Kicking shit. Ashley, you wanna go first? Uh, you go first. I feel like we baited everybody. Now they need to know. It's true.
1: Okay, so the shits are my kid is sick. She's had like a hundred and two fever since Saturday night. Went to the doctor, got the test, like her strep and her quick. COVID test came back negative. We're waiting to see, but her fever will not go down and she can't swallow. This is the first sore throat she's ever had. And because of it, I didn't sleep. I have not been sleeping because I've just been listening to her say crazy shit during her fever dreams. Last night she was like, you can't color here. I was like, okay. And then she was like, right here is the bad spot. I was like, oh God, is it? It would be funny if it wasn't my kid and if I wasn't having to stay up, but she was saying
0: the craziest shit. At one point she, said, it's all flamingos. (laughs) Well, do you have any tits this week? Are you so burdened by shits right now and lack of sleep that you can't come up with it? I just started and almost finished a new paint by number. There you go. The little things in life.
1: It's a public works drawing of this woman who was a German architect's wife. It's modern. It's interesting. It's minimalist. There's this guy that I found out of West Orange, New Jersey, who like is an artist and he makes his own paint by number. It's really amazing. And I'm going to do all of his. He's got like six of them. They're all really good. They all look like anthropology paintings. And then last night, compliment my life, Lee told me that I should sell my paint by number. You should. She's like, you should do the paint by numbers and then sell them.
0: So there's actually a really, really, and I don't know why I'm just remembering this now, but there's a really rare market for vintage paint by numbers that have been done. So like I have a friend of mine who paints leather jackets and purses and stuff. Lorraine, I think her last name is Bienvenue. But I bought years ago from her two vintage paint by numbers and one says money can't buy you class and the other one says elegance is learned and they were expensive A, because she hand-painted on them but also because they're vintage and they're really hard to find like vintage paint by numbers and the Contessa learned how to write yeah. her music from these no, no, no my friend wrote, painted those sayings on oh. after the song and that's why I was like oh, I gotta buy this now they hang in my basement This has been my whole four days. Anyway,
1: Lee even was like, you should get more of those Danny DeVitos and sell those. They were beautiful. I was like, Lee, always wanting me to push the needle. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just like doing them. So anyway, that's it. How about you?
0: Well, my shits are, my son was also sick last week. Not nearly as bad as Luna. But our kids both went to the same birthday party and there was a kid... With boogers in this day and age. And we both knew it was going to happen. We just. We knew our kids were going to get sick from this birthday party with the boogery thing, but we didn't know the full extent. And, you know, I got sick after it. I was going to say, you still sound really congested, I think now it's allergies. I have been sneezing and, like, so much drippage. Like, it is officially allergy season for me. I am so basic. I have allergies. Me too. What are my tits? I mean, well, I guess the tits are, before that, we were having a really hard time behaviorally with Sebastian, hearing back from his teachers that he was talking back just like not terrible things but like it felt for a little while like I just didn't have my little baby boy that I love so much and is such a sweet little thing yes he has
1: a hormone monster I'm sure there's some hormones going on
0: something was going on and finally like you know it got bad like I didn't know what to do as a parent I was like crying to my mom and my mom was like try a reward system he responds really well to rewards so I did, and now he gets a dollar every day when we pick him up from school and we ask his teacher, was Sebastian a good boy? Did he talk back? And if they say, yeah, he was a good boy, he gets a dollar. Wow, well, that's a lot of money for a four-year-old. Yeah, I don't know what else to do, man. He already gets an ice cream every day after school from the bodega for wearing his mask because that was also becoming an issue. So now this kid, if he does everything right, gets ice cream immediately after school <laughs> and a dollar. Can I be your kid? Because I'm- more money with that than I would anywhere else, really. I mean, truly, I'm just trying what I can. And if that's what works, that's what the problem is. Who the fuck ever has a dollar bill on them? Nobody. No one has money on them. Also, guys, do the
1: right thing. Rate, review, and subscribe because that's what gets us advertiser money. And obviously, we need that money because Sebastian is getting a dollar every school day. <laughs> and it, do it for the kids. I mean, it's not really for do us. Do it for Sebastian, man. We got bribing to do. So we really need for you to rate, review, and subscribe. Take that extra minute so that Ashley has enough money to take out paper money <laughs> from the bank, iron it like an 85 year old woman. And so she can give it to Sebastian. And then later, when the whole financial market crumbles, Sebastian will support us with all of his crisp
0: dollar bills If they even take money anymore maybe then it's all crypto I don't even know Can you imagine if you're like Sebastian I will trade crypto for you if you have I know well, I was doing my taxes, my tax expenses yesterday, and I kept seeing this thing in our joint bank account that was like PayPal crypto. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I, I was like, Matt, what is this? And he's like, oh, well, you know, PayPal has this function where like you could put $10 in it like buys crypto for you. Is that cool? And I was like, uh, sure. I guess that's what we're doing now. Do you get any say in what like what even is Crypto? What even is it? I know it's money, but like, is it really money? I don't know
1: anything anymore. I don't know. I just found out that I sent you the article that Stephen Hawking told us that there are aliens and not to reach out and tell them our location. And we are just going out and telling them our location.
0: Haven't we seen enough Hollywood films to know that? Right, exactly. But I was thinking about it. Also, they already know our location. Also, it would take light years for that information to get to them. And then light years for them to get to us. So maybe it'll just be our kids' problem. Actually, what are you, a scientist or something? Sometimes. I dally. I dally? I dilly? What am I trying to say? I dabble. Anyway, we've got a great interview coming up with you with Renee, Raina, and Joy. Also, have you seen her adorable kid? No. Lately, she's been posting her
1: husband and her kid on her stories, and they are three of the most attractive people I've ever seen. Today's guest is a podcaster, content creator, mom of one, just like us, a wife, but you probably know her for her successful podcast, The Mom Room. Please
2: welcome Renee Rina. How are you? Hi, Renee. Hello. I'm doing well, thanks. Excited to be here and talk with you guys. We're excited to have you. We just recorded her show and
1: the camera angle was different. So now I see more of your room. I'm into getting to know more about
2: your recording space. I like was having one of those days on the weekend where I just literally rearranged my entire office I took all the books off a shelf that I had I moved the shelf into like the dining room it's just chaos now so everything is literally in a pile in this corner until the unforeseen future when I have another burst of energy this is relatable yeah this is quarantine relatable
1: content
0: yes I also have been spending like since the new year just trying to clean and organize all the shit in my house and like I have piles of bags in my car of things that need to be returned or dropped off at Salvo or, you know, we're
2: in that fun spot. Totally. And I always tell myself like, Renee, it's going to look like the house is going to be complete chaos before it's really organized so I keep telling myself that but it's like here's a pile that has to be donated here's a pile of stuff that I'm bringing to Milo's daycare like to donate to them here's like this this is like it's just
0: stuff everywhere everywhere I know the feeling it's been like that for months I'm finally making room yeah anyway tell us about yourself tell the five people in the world that don't (laughs) listen to the mom room (laughs) tell them about yourself who were you before you were a mom
2: tell them about the show give them the fun the hot goss yes so My name is Renee. I would describe myself before having Milo, I was very much an academic person, which might be shocking to people. And I think, you know, oftentimes people see certain TikToks of mine and they're like, click on my profile and it's like a PhD in psychology. Like, no, like this... (laughs) This can't be. Who says PhDs can't be a good time?
0: We're old. We know who Ross Geller is. You know what?
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think back to being in grad school, and I'm like, oh, yeah, after I did most presentations in grad school, I would always get the comment, like, maybe you could be a little bit more professional. We get that all the time, in all honesty. Yeah. So clearly, you know, I would still get the A plus because like my content was on point, but... You could be a little more professional.
1: I just want you to know what I saw in my mind. I saw in my mind you giving a speech, an academic speech, similar to when Amy Poehler plays that character. She goes, I farted. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the swan character? Yeah, where she's like, I don't want to I farted. That's what I'm <laughs> imagining, you giving a paper. Oh, my By God. By the way, welcome to Momtourage, where <laughs> we're very lowbrow. Yeah, it was just like that, actually. <laughs> That means you're our kind of person, so it's great.
2: Yeah, no fart noises in grad school. Noted. So I met my husband the first year of my PhD. I have gone through all different kinds of, like when I was younger, I thought I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom. That was like the goal. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and I was like, that's the best life ever. And then when I was in grad school, I was like, I don't even wanna have kids. I don't wanna get married, like it's not for me. And then I met my husband and it was like, oh yeah, I could marry this person and have a child with this person. So it's like been all over the place. And then we had our son when I was almost done my PhD, I took a 12 month maternity leave from my program and then Milo started daycare after my maternity leave. I finished my PhD and then days before quarantine started in Toronto was when I Finished my PhD. Like everything was done. Oh my God. So it was like, congratulations on finishing all this hard work that you've put into getting a PhD. Now you can stay at home with your child and not leave the house. Now you get your original dream as a child back. Hope you like the <laughs> debt you're in from it. Oh, wait, you're in Canada. It's different, right? Yeah, I was lucky. I had like scholarships and funding. And so I didn't have debt, which is unheard of. You guys do it right over there. So,
0: do you think cuz this is something that Ashley and I struggle with. I struggle with most things. We were
1: on the Struggle Bus. We own a bus company called Struggle Bus. No we don't. <laughs> yeah. But we should. You should. Are you still trying to be who you were before you had the baby or are you are just embracing the big old change?
2: I feel like things constantly change. For example, my 12 month maternity leave was Totally focused on just being a mom, focused on Milo. I didn't have any work to do. Like I had nothing else to do. So that was my focus and I was okay with that. Slowly started trying to do things that I was, you know, interested in. I started a blog. I would still go and do my yoga. But obviously, you're not going to have the same life ever that you had before. So it is different and it can be a lot of work to try and make time for yourself to try and feel somewhat like the person you used to be. I think I'm pretty good at that though, like having interests and hobbies, like in quarantine, it started with making TikToks and writing content on Instagram and writing a blog and then starting the podcast. And so having all these things, like I'm a huge advocate for moms, especially to have interests and hobbies and a life outside of the family home, like completely separate, So I think I do that pretty well considering... My husband does have a really demanding career and I don't really live near family or friends. So it really is just my husband and I for the most part. But yeah, it's important to make time for things that you enjoy. How long have you had your podcast? I released the first episode July 1st of 2020. So in quarantine.
0: And TikTok kind of came about in quarantine as well, correct?
2: Yeah. And thank God for TikTok because like quarantine was obviously difficult. My husband is a physician so he's working outside of the home he was living his regular life you know his job did not change at all so I was home by myself with Milo he was at a difficult age in my opinion like 18 months they're all difficult ages for different reasons it never stops being difficult I know it was like that age where you constantly have to be hovering over them or else they're gonna hurt themselves or put something in their mouth or yeah yeah So I would go through these difficult moments like a meltdown or like trying to take a shower with a toddler that I also had to watch somehow. And in those difficult moments, I would be like, haha, this would be a funny TikTok. Like even though I wanted to sit there and cry, I could envision what it would be as a TikTok and how I would make it. And it would kind of make those situations bearable and also like, ooh, like when he goes down for a nap, I'm going to make a TikTok about what just happened. And it's going to be funny and relatable because we're all living the same life. So Mm. thank God for TikTok over quarantine. And then the podcast kind of came about because I would get such good feedback about certain things that I would talk about that most people don't bring up these topics. And so I was like, screw that. Like, I want to have actual conversations with people about these different things that I've been experiencing since becoming a mom. And so that's just kind of how it all happened. And now I'm just still doing the podcast and social media. One of the things that we love about your show, love about the TikTok
0: aspect, all of everything that you do, is that we love your honesty. It's something we really work for on this show, is just being open, because we feel like there's this facade with motherhood of perfection, Mm. and we we don't want to play into that. It's just not who we are. We love that it's the same for you. So what is the worst part of being a mom for you, and
2: what's the best part of it? Like, what do you really like? I feel like the emotions that you experience in motherhood are like, so heightened like the good things are really 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 good and really like enjoyable and you're so happy in these different situations but then the difficult times are just as bad but like the other end of the spectrum yeah I always say I feel like I'm a rapid cycling bipolar most of the days (laughs) (laughs) yes it's just like constant up and down up and down and so I find the really hard difficult moments are the worst for me because it's like You get in this mindset, you feel like this is never going to end, like sitting there bawling my eyes out, waiting for my husband to get home from work because I'm trying to do bedtime routine and Milo will not get his diaper on. He's like kicking me like I've had terrible moments like that where I just like break down and cry. Or the alternative is like, you know, you hear people talk about mom rage. I hate that feeling as well because it's like, where did this come from? Like, I had never experienced rage or anger like I do now before having a child. Oh God, I cannot relate to that at all. And it's not to say like, oh my God, like somebody called the police, her child's in danger. Like, no. Right. Most people listening are probably like, oh my God, totally. And it's because... I've always been in control of situations for the most part in my life as an adult. You're in control. And kids put you in this situation and in this feeling, like you literally don't have control. Yeah. And it's this tiny little human that you feel like you should, like quote unquote, have control over or be able to deal with. But it's like impossible. As two hot-headed Jersey girls, we thought (laughs) rage before
1: and it's only gotten worse. Yes. 100%
0: like here's a mom confession the other day Sebastian and I were sitting in bed I was like trying to get work done and he kept like pushing on me and hitting me and like at some point he finally hurt me and I was like god just stop it just stop like I'm sitting here trying to get work done why do you have to hit me the amount of rage and again I have felt rage always in my life And I I took a step back once I had this completely irrational response and was like, this is a four-year-old child. He's just being a four-year-old child. And it's up to you as the adult to distinguish that he is a four-year-old child just being a four-year-old child. And that inability in that moment to really, like, realize that is what I get very upset with myself about. Yeah,
2: it's so frustrating. And you feel like, like, okay, why did I just do that? For me, like, oftentimes I will, like, slam a door or, like, something where in that split second where I like slam a door or I raise my voice, you are gaining control of the situation in that split second because you're like, look at like, I have the power. I'm going to slam this door And it gives you this like second of, I feel better. But then you're just like, I'm a piece of shit. Like Like a valve release. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's such a minuscule release.
1: Yeah. I'm going to skip to the other question and then you can go back just because this is specifically my question. Yeah. So I was listening to your show. Mm -hmm. I need to know (laughs) how are you pooping and how is Milo pooping?
2: Yes. Thank you guys. Like, thank you for (laughs) asking me. It's our favorite thing to talk about. Honestly. We talk about shitting all the time. Good. Because last night we're having dinner and Milo had a poop and I'm trying to explain to my husband how healthy of a poop it was. We send pictures to each other, by the way. Yeah. And you know what? As you should. (laughs) My husband was like, can you not talk about poop right now? I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, you're a physician. You should be used to that. That's what he said. I'm like, says the surgeon. And he's like, I'm eating right now. And I was like, you know what? Like how people poop, like this is a huge marker of health, okay? Yep. You should care. Gut biome, yes. yes. Sebastian will call me in and be like, mama, look at this poop. It looks yes. like a mountain. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, Milo's like, whoa, that's a big poop. Yeah. It looks like a snake <laughs> and I'm like yes that's great honey but yeah poop I have become obsessed with it because a few weeks ago I had the worst bout or experience with constipation oh, ever and I've always kind of been like bloated and not like a regular like healthy pooper and I like how you said pooper could you say it one more time that like pooper you said <laughs> pooper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you know I'm used to that And I've always kind of like, okay, that's it. I'm not eating gluten. Okay, that's it. I'm like, you know, gonna take magnesium before bed. Like I get on these little like you know, rampage. Yeah, kicks, but nothing ever like works or sticks. And then I had the worst constipation ever to the point where like I was messaging my friend whose husband is like a colorectal physician. And I told him my situation. I was like, okay, I took magnesium on this day. I had like diarrhea the next day. And then I've barely pooped since. And he's like, oh my God. Okay, well, you should probably go do like the thing that they give people before you do a colonoscopy to clear out and then start making some like major changes. And I was like, oh shit. So my sister and I drove in a snowstorm to the pharmacy. I was at my mom's place to get this stuff that you drink. Oh, I've done that. It's nasty. Oh yeah. What, EpiCac? It's like, it's called Pico Salax. Pico Salax. Yeah. It's nasty. Oh yeah. So I took that, completely cleared myself out. It was like ridiculous.
1: Ashley's like adds to list. I know. I'm like, (laughs)
2: do
0: they sell it on Amazon? Should I have it ready? Yeah. She loves to be cleaned out. Girl loves a good clean out. I always have fermented foods and kombuchas and all that kind of shit at home. Oh, yeah.
2: But this is like you need to dedicate a full day to just being able to go on the toilet. And it's not something that I recommend doing like as a fun thing. Yeah. No, it's not, you know, like you have to ask the pharmacist and, you know, it's not like a thing that people should do, but I was in like a dire situation. So anyway, since then I've made like major changes to like my diet. This is the content we're here for. Really? Yes. Yes. And I am pooping. Incredible. Yes. Even how I sit on the toilet has changed. Okay. Do you use a squatty potty? Yes. I use Milo's toilet stool and I put my feet up on it. And the key is you have to lean because I would do that, but then I would put my arms on my knees, which is not good. You have to sit up straight now. You need to sit back. Yeah. And so listen to this guys. So. I love how you're like, how's your pooping? And it's like a half hour later. Okay. No, it's great. We're so into this. Yeah, no, no. no. we love this. Yeah. So, I am the kind of person that doesn't really close the door Same. to the bathroom when I go to the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be by myself. Like, I have a family for a reason. Like, right. I want to still converse
0: with you. Why and- did I marry somebody if they can't handle the fact that I take a dump just like the rest of the world?
2: Exactly. You could text or call Ashley and I while you're on the toilet. Whenever you that's want. what we do. Yeah, feel I love free. it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, the other day my husband's getting Milo's like boots and coat on because we're getting ready to go in the car to go to school and so I'm like oh I'm gonna sit on the toilet because you know I'm trying to make a routine and like tell my body okay it's time to poop now so I go sit on the toilet and I leave the door open my husband looks at me and I'm like they're right outside the door and I'm like oh I'm pooping and my husband goes close the door and I'm like I can't lean forward and close the door because then my bowels are not going to be in line properly and I'm not gonna put I'm gonna end up stopping this poop I can't and he's like oh my god <laughs> he's like if i have to talk about poop like is this what our life has become Yes. Yeah, so When I was a
0: young single lady, I had two rules of something somebody had to do that I would be willing to marry them. One of which was they had to be in the room with me when I pooped. They had to be Mm -hmm. okay with it. Every time, just They (laughs) they had to sit there and like you and Luna and maintain eye contact (laughs) and hold hands. So when my husband and I were just dating and we moved in together, we lived in a studio apartment and I would always poop with the door open. And one day he like came in while I was wiping. I was just like talking fucking him wiping and he was like do you have to wipe while I'm in the room and I cried (laughs) like I have never cried I was like so I felt humiliated like shamed and I have never wiped my butt in front of my husband again Um, to the point where I'll be like like, get out of here I'm about to wipe and he'll be like no no it's okay I'm like you lost it back in 2014 when you told me that there's no going back okay (laughs) that is (laughs) So I thought you were going to not you cried because you're like, and now I can't marry you. I mean, I just was like, I was just so shamed. Like I had never been made to feel so disgusting by a man. Mm -mm -mm. So does he poop in front of you? Like my husband would never. Like if I have to go in the bathroom to get something and he's pooping, it's not the end of the world. But like as a baby, he hid behind things to poop in his diaper. He's not down to clown like that. Right. And as a baby, I took my diaper off and played with my shit. And my mom would (laughs) come into my room. (laughs) And like find me covered in my own poop as a baby. So, you know, very different people. It's an important (laughs) conversation. Aside from pooping, how has your relationship with your partner changed
2: or evolved since becoming a mom? A lot. And it's so funny because it's not, it's changed a lot and not necessarily for the worse. It's just different because we are in a different stage of life, a different stage of our relationship right now. We have a young child. Yeah. I remember a while back, I don't know if I did an episode about this, but I like made up this term called relationship compassion. So I think a lot of people, similar to everything else, like you look at TV and movies and social media and you think everyone has this like hot and steamy romantic relationship except for you. Like, you're the only one. And I was like, that's bullshit. Like, I know, like, I talk about things enough on social media and I read people's comments that roll in and, like, all my DMs. And I know we're all living the same life. Yes, So I like to just be open about it so people can feel better if they're going through a similar thing. Not even that it's a bad thing, it's just- A tricky time maybe or like an ebb and flow. Yeah, we start to compare what our relationship used to be before having kids to what it is now. Yeah. And I don't think that's a good thing to do. And don't compare it to like- the picture perfect social media accounts where people are like, you know, like the because that's not and, true either. Yeah, you no. Know, and so I like to look at it now as like we're a team raising this young child, and yes, we have a romantic relationship, and it's not what it was before we had a child, and that's okay. And once Milo is like twenty five, and hopefully God out of the house, <laughs> our relationship will look different then as well. And so. At the end of the day, it's like, is this the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? Yes, we both like he has a demanding career. I, you know, have interests and hobbies and my job that I'm doing. And so it's like we all have different needs. Milo, me, my husband. How can we work as a team so everyone's needs can be met to the best of our abilities? And, you know, let's make changes to accommodate those needs. Yeah. A lot of people are shocked or they're like, oh my God, me too. When they find out that my husband and I don't physically sleep in the same bed together. We haven't since Milo started sleeping in his crib, like in his own room. And it just works for us. Like, I don't think we will for a long time, unless I get some kind of like magical white noise headphones, which I tried to get, but they fall out of my ears. So it doesn't work for us. And I I won't sleep. So I'm putting sleep before this like social construct of you have to physically sleep beside your partner or right. else your marriage is doomed. It's yeah. like, no, that's bull crap. My partner and I
1: have a tricky time sleeping in the same space because I snore and I, I have sleep apnea and there's like I'm trying the best I can. And he has tendinitis in his ears from being a professional Mm. musician. And like, it's tricky. And we think about not sleeping in the same bed all the time. Do you feel pressure though to sleep in the same bed? I think we do feel pressure Uh Mm -hmm. when it's like an all the time choice versus just like a tonight I'm going to do here because I really need a good night's
0: sleep. So I appreciate that you are busting through that barrier of talking about it. We talk about this in relation to sex all the time on the show where it's like we have people in our life lives that are like oh my husband and I are having sex all the time and we're like we are not and you know what Mm -hmm. we don't not love them just as much it's just we have young kids and we're fucking tired and And our
1: libidos are changing
2: and also the world just like there's so much going on like my intimate time with my husband is like Milo goes down and we lay down together on the couch and watch a good show and we're like holding hands whatever I also like, I don't remember where I read this, but moms are different from dads in that they get a lot of their connection and like feelings of love and touch from their children. Mm -hmm. So by the time it's 7.30 p.m. You're touched out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have already filled my cup of like being loved and cuddled and snuggled. And yeah, it's interesting to talk about. And I always tell people like, we don't have less sex now because we don't sleep in the same bed. We have less sex now because we have a three-year-old son. Yeah, don't get it confused.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) always say my love language is space. Just give me some space. That's my love language. I will love you so much. And then I'll come and want to be with you if you just allow me space when Mm -hmm. I need it that's sexy to me to fill your cup okay so have you had any friendship problems since becoming a parent or like how have your other personal relationships in your life aside from the one with your partner have any of them changed dramatically or have you had any like insights about that since you've become a parent
2: I don't think they've changed like I don't have a typical situation because we moved here a couple years ago and I don't really have like I have friends one good friend that's like a 45 minute drive away. Other than that, like I'm in Toronto. A lot of my good friends are in like Ottawa in Kingston and Sudbury, like they're in different locations. So while we keep in touch, like virtually, and we try and get together when we can, there's also been the pandemic to deal with. And it hasn't been like, oh, I'm going to pack up the car and go yeah. spend the weekend, you know, at so-and-so's house, especially because they have young kids as well. And it's like, like how often can you have a bunch of young kids who where one of them is not sick? Right, never. 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 So, I haven't run into issues where like I've drifted apart from any friends and it probably is because most of them have kids Milo's age. But yeah, I think it's incredibly important and I think I'm lucky to have the friends that I do because they are also like honest and and open and vulnerable about Motherhood and like issues that they're going through. And it's just nice to know that when I am having, you know, like a meltdown or a really terrible time, I can just text a friend and like vent and rant and they will be like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> instead of being like, oh, well, when that happened for me, like we did this and like that, blah, blah, blah. like sometimes you just want someone to be like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Like yes. it's yes. terrible. I'm sorry. By the way, I didn't realize you were in Toronto.
0: Your hot dog game, your street hot dog game in Toronto <laughs> is a totally fucking other world. Is good? Yes. Not enough people talk about how good street hot dogs are in Toronto. You can put mayonnaise on your hot dog. You can put bacon bits. The assortment of toppings is obscene
2: and magical. Ashley, I had no idea.
0: I'm here to educate you. <laughs>
2: I feel like I have heard this before and I don't remember where, but I have never had one. So I'm going to have to have, where specifically did you have one? I was drunk off my ass. I couldn't tell you. This
0: was like (laughs) pre my husband days. I think I was all of like 23 years old. I was in town with, because my best friend was from there. I was there for like New Year's Eve and I just remember... You know, gallivanting around town and just being like, I'm going to have a hot dog now. And then, you know, covering it in mayonnaise and paco bits. Oh,
2: yums! that's on my my to do list now. You must. It is. It's not good for the pooping, though. I'll tell you that. Probably mm-mm, not. Mm-mm. Probably going to burn coming out if you do hot <laughs> sauce, too.
0: So what's the biggest asshole thing your kid has done?
2: Oh, my God. So when he's an asshole at home. It doesn't bother me as much as when it's in public because when it's in public, you have so many more things going through your head and it's so much more stressful because you don't want to be like, they're going to have to just like make their way through this meltdown. It's like you want it to stop immediately, but you also want a gentle parent and you also don't want people to judge you. You also don't want people to be like, oh, she's being too harsh on her kid. Oh, why isn't she doing enough? Like there's so many things going through my mind. And we decided about a month ago that it was a good idea to take Milo to a Lego store because he was really, he still is really into Legos. And so am I. So I was like, yes, let's, let's go to the actual Lego store. It's going to be amazing experience. Cause like you have this, you know, glorified expectation in your mind of like, oh, this is going to be such a nice family outing. So we go there and And we're looking for the Jurassic Park Legos because he's obsessed with dinosaurs. And of course, in the Lego store, they have all the boxes of the different Legos, but they also have the like per piece, the final product of like all the different sets in glass boxes. So you can't physically touch them. Well, Milo wanted to take the actual displays of the oh. Legos that were already built, like that's what he wanted.
1: Well, yeah, like why be a sucker and have to take all that time to put it together? Just like right. get it done. Hello.
2: I know. Now try explaining to a three-year-old that like, no, 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 sweetie, like those pieces are in the boxes and we have to buy the box and then go build it at home by ourselves. Like I'm trying to rationalize and explain to a three-year-old and he's like having a meltdown. And I look at my husband and I'm just like, what are we going to do? Like we have to leave the store. And I tried everything, like staying super calm. Meanwhile, I'm sweating. (laughs) And so we just eventually picked him up and left the store and it was a miserable day at the mall. And we ended up just leaving and driving the half hour back home that it took us to get there. Ugh. And it's like, you can't blame him because no. what he wants, like what he was feeling is legit. Yeah, who doesn't want that? Hello, yes. I know. So that was an asshole moment, but I understand it. Yes. There's usually some reasoning behind the asshole yeah. moment.
1: Ashley knows this. Mine was when my kid punched me in the face. Remember that time she did that when she punched me in the face? I don't. Did you have rage? Uh, I did. She was pretty young. I was restraining her because I heard that that was a good way to get them to calm down. doesn't sound like an <laughs> <laughs> she punched me in the face and I was like, You're an asshole.
0: I'm amazed you guys can even remember because I feel like I have a new one every day with my kid. And he's a good boy, and I just feel like every day there's some asshole moment where I'm just like, Oh, of course. There's another
1: one. Oh yeah. Now we touched on this on your show, but where are you on cursing? Do you curse in front of your kid or no?
2: Yeah, we do. I'm trying not to now because he will repeat it. And he does every once in a while. My husband does a lot and it drives me crazy because he like Milo, it's weird because he will end up using the swears in the proper context, which is kind of impressive when they do that. Like he'll wait, he'll hear it. It like, you know, sits in his brain and he holds onto it for a few days and then it will pop out in the proper context and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm okay with cursing. For me, it's more of, I know that other people aren't okay with kids cursing. So I I feel like if he goes to school and curses, people are gonna be like, what's going on in their home? Yeah. But like, I don't think cursing in and of itself is bad. I don't have a problem with kids cursing. I mean, it makes- It makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> and it, it makes- storytelling better. I also think all kids curse at school.
1: Also, they say that people who curse are more intelligent.
2: Yep, totally, and I agree with that statement. You know what I say to that? Fuck yeah, we are. That's (laughs) what I say. Yeah, and that's research.
0: That's like legit research.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) So we ask all of our moms this. What is the number one thing that you think every mom should outsource if they have uh, the means to do
2: so? I thought about this question, and at the end of the day, I think it boils down to what that mom doesn't like doing the most. So for me, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would have a personal chef at our house immediately to make healthy snacks, like lunches, dinners, everything. Yeah. I would also like a masseuse, like a, a massage. That's what Carrie says. Sometimes I dream about what my life would be if I married a massage therapist. They wouldn't massage you. They wouldn't. I, that's what people say. They'd be touched out. I know. Because I have
1: a friend who lived with me for a while and she was a massage therapist and she would always be like, I'll pay you back by giving you a massage. And by the end of the day, she was just tired.
2: Yeah. And so I came to the conclusion that my husband should just get lessons. yeah, On how to properly massage.
0: That's good. That's a Valentine's Day gift. Here, honey, here's a lesson on how to rub me
2: the right way. And he's always like, my thumbs hurt. Because I guess when he does like surgeries, he has to use this little robotic thing like that uses his thumb. And I'm like, fuck, like, like do some thumb workouts. (laughs) Like, you know. Stretch that shit and get back to me. Oh, drive me nuts. But yeah, I, I think it... It would depend on what that mom hates doing. Maybe it's like you want a housekeeper to clean and do all the laundry, like a chauffeur. Like, yeah, hey, that, that would be awesome. So we have a fun little game. Okay. A little game
0: of never have I ever. Obviously, we are not drinking while doing this, although no judgment to anyone who is. <laughs> we would be if we could if be. If we didn't have as long of a day, we probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can just tell us if you have or have not ever. Okay. Okay. Never have I ever hid snacks from my kids so that I can actually have them. Daily. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I have chocolate bars, like chocolate ice cream bars hidden in my freezer.
2: <laughs> yeah always like sometimes he's like quietly watching tv in the living room and i'm like in the cupboards yeah. like like trying not to make a crinkle because he's like a dog like if he hears a crinkle he's like i want that
1: yeah my kid has some supersonic nose because i try to closet eat reese's peanut butter cups oh, oh my favorite and i have a conversation with her afterwards she goes i can smell cups on your mouth <laughs> <laughs> i'm like kind of it around eat some it's like i'm smoking eat some gum or something she's like i oh, can no. smell you have peanut cups cups peanut cups. I know.
2: And it's like, you're doing something bad. Like, what are you eating, mommy? Nothing, (laughs) nothing. Yeah. Never have
1: I ever said you were pooping just so you can have a couple minutes to yourself.
2: Always. Or like, I'm going to switch the laundry over. Like, yeah. I will go do anything. Even I will give like a good effort to try and poop. Like I'm not just going to go and not try to poop, but I will like try to poop just so that I can sit there and check DMs for a moment or... I one time had to wait in the cold for two and a half hours to get a COVID test. And I was like...
1: Oh, at least it's alone time. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so the saddest sad. statement I've ever heard. Never have I ever used the smell taste to determine what exactly had been smeared all over the floor.
2: Smell test. Always. Oh. <laughs> smell always. I'm really tasting weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I would not taste because with two dogs yeah. and a toddler. <laughs> You never taste. No. Listen, I don't get sick that often, probably because I'm eating all that nasty bacteria on the floor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Please plug yourself, plug where everyone can find you, plug all your things. Shameless, shameless self-promotion. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay, so on social media, Instagram and TikTok, it's at Renee Rena with the little underscore. The podcast is called The Mom Room Podcast and you can get it like on all major platforms. And then the podcast account is at The Mom Room Podcast on Instagram.
0: Renee, thank you so much. We've had a blast chatting with you. I know we did back to back. So it really, it's like we had a full almost two hours just chit-chatting together. I know, it's a nice way to spend the day though. Yeah, it is. Talking. No kid yeah. around. I mean mine's downstairs, but you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. And everyone go check out mom room. I think you're gonna love it. What's the deal? What's the kids? Oh, well little are the kids obviously influenced by the past week and a half for Carrie and I. It's so fresh, guys. It's so fresh. All right, here's my first what's the deal. Okay. What's the deal
1: with when kids are sick, their fuse is negative. Like, if I
0: touch Luna the wrong way, she's like, Oh, that is not the case with Sebastian. Sebastian is a lot more tolerant with things. Oh, my God. What's the deal with Luna just,
1: if it's the Sticky Gecko episode of Bluey, God forbid that one comes on when she's sick. No (laughs) fuse.
0: What's the deal with the fact that my kid can't stand me most of the time, but when he's sick, he is just a little tiny love muffin, and it makes me so upset because I want him to be a little love muffin all the time. But also, that means that he's, like, kissing up on me and just, like, breathing in my face. It's like that meme that we've posted before, Sigourney Weaver and Aliens, when the alien (laughs) is breathing in her face. That's exactly what it's like.
1: Lee also says said last night he's like oh my god she's so cuddly she's cuddling with me when she's sick i wish that that would stay she acts hot and cold literally and figuratively when she's sick like she is cranky and then loving and then cranky and then loving and literally she's been attached to me like a baby spider monkey on its mom's back as it wanders through <laughs> the jungle if that's where spider monkeys live i don't know I, it's too cute i
0: think so right yeah do they live in the jungle well, you didn't come here for facts today. How's that? That's true. What's the deal
1: with the fact that my kid wants to watch the same thing over and over when she's sick?
0: I mean, you know, Sebastian changes whatever he's into like every few months. And right now, because we cut the cord, we no longer have cable. We have our like smart TV or Samsung smart TV comes with like channels of its own, which is so strange. But one of them is the Minecraft channel. And it is oh. literally a 24-7 channel of people playing. Minecraft. And when he comes home, that's what he wants to watch. When he's sick, that's what he wants to watch. And we can only get it downstairs on that TV, not upstairs. So that means that being sick together, we both have to sit on the sofa, which you know where I want to be. You want to be in bed all the time.
1: Yeah, Luna's is like she just wants to watch Bluey. And I tried to put even a movie on because I was like, what's the deal with Bluey episodes only being 10 minutes long? That's the shortest amount of time. All of them are 10 minutes long. It's like, give us more. I tried to put on a movie so I could at least get like two hours of something without having to change. And no, it won't happen. When she's not sick, she'll let us watch other things, but not when she's sick. It's her comfort show.
0: Bluey is her office or her Housewives of New York. Bluey is her ghost whisperer. Yeah. What's the deal? Does your kid do this? So Sebastian blows his nose with a tissue one time in a little corner and then throws it on the floor. Now, I'm like depression era grandmother over here because like the entire time Matt and I have been together, whenever I'm sick, I like fall asleep with tissues in my hand because I reuse them until there's no more tissue to use. I put them up my sleeve like a granny. Yes. He just like blows his nose, a droplet of snot comes out and he just throws it on the floor. Firstly, throw it in a garbage. Ashley, this kid's gotten a dollar a day. He can go through the, he can go through the Kleenex as fast as he wants. fuck? And I, like, I'm trying to teach him, like, you know, we work hard for our money. Last night, I came into my room. We, like, came upstairs to go take a bath. I came into my room, and I turned the light on, and he is standing behind my bed, like, by the wall. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. And I go, what were you doing? He goes, nothing. <laughs> and I obviously keep asking, what What were you doing? And eventually, he goes, I was lying. I was doing something, mama. And I said, yeah, I know. What were you doing? And he goes, I was spitting on your carpet. And I was like, what? Like, he's in this phase all of a sudden where he's spitting, like, on the floor of our house, (laughs) which is repulsive. And I keep saying, firstly, where the hell does this come from? Secondly, why? I just can't understand why. And I keep saying to him, why are you spitting on everything? And he's like, oh, because it's fun, mama. It's not, Sebastian. I try to teach him about respecting his house and the things we work hard for. And maybe the fact that I'm giving him a dollar a day means... He just doesn't understand the value of money. At least your kid...
1: Guys, this is, what's the deal? Um, what's the
0: deal with your kid being so sick and yet not letting us do this, this episode? I know, what's the
1: deal? Circling back, at least your kid blows her nose. My kid just won't blow her nose. At all? No, she knows how to do it. She just refuses to do it. It's huh. so annoying. She's like, no, I'm not going to do it.
0: Sebastian refuses to wipe his own ass at home, so I get it, and he knows how <laughs> to do it. Can you imagine? I, and I'm always like, why do I have to deal with your shit? Like, why don't you do it? I don't like to Literally, do it. literally deal with his Yeah, like, I I'm not I'm not your ass wiping maid. <laughs> Just wipe your own ass. Who who has that? So I'm just going to stop wiping his ass. Now daddy's the sucker. Daddy's always the sucker. Next you're going to just find shit and spit on your floor. He's going to scoot like Clementine. I don't understand the spitting. It's not even on topic because he's not sick. But it is because that's like a health code violation. It's my personal health code
1: violation. I know. What's the deal with when kids are sick, they have the craziest dreams? I talked about it earlier. It's kind of fun. If you don't like sleep, it's fun. (laughs) If I was sleeping, it would be more more entertaining. I, I try to make it entertaining. Entertaining. But what's the deal with these fever dreams? The kids just being so crazy and then kind of remembering them when they wake up. I've been trying to separate my water bottles. I've been trying to separate my thing. The other day I found a carrot and I'm like, this is how I haven't eaten a carrot. <laughs> I think this was backwash from Luna. <laughs> she must have been like sneaking water
0: for my cups because there's like backwash food that I did not eat. So what's the deal with the fact that my husband never gets sick from my child? But I do every time. So back to the dream thing real quick. I've talked about this on the show. Sebastian two times has had that weird dream thing where he like wakes up crying, but he's still half asleep and like won't talk to me when I go in there. That's how I know he's really sick. It doesn't happen every time, but when he's really sick, that's what kicks it off. Oh my God. Luna with
1: these dreams. It's insane. And then she told me yesterday that her eyes were hot, which I know that feeling when you have a fever and like your eyes are hot. That's how I know I'm feverish is that feeling. And she goes, but I don't want to close them because then the images come back. Oh my God. What's the deal with you getting sick when your kid is sick and then still having to do the parenting. Fuck that is the deal
0: that I have to say. <laughs> Fuck that. I hate that so, so much. Carrie and I recorded a crossover, a podcast crossover yesterday. And that was one of the things we talked about was like what bullshit that is, in all honesty. What's the deal with trying to get work done when your kid is sick? I just lay in bed with my laptop with Sebastian and, and do it. What's the deal with kids being sick and thinking that they're the president of the world? That every <laughs> every whim that they have we have to honor what's the deal with tylenol having to be red mine's purple oh uh, well why is it the bright
1: colors like it doesn't need to be the bright colors because last night luna was so feverish she kept trying to spit out the medicine and then my white sheets get red all over oh it. why can't we do what motrin does just make
0: it a milky white sebastian loves the tylenol he like i gave it to him and he goes like <sniffs> he makes a disgusting slurps and he goes mm, mama that's so good Luna usually likes
1: medicine, but that's how you knew she was really sick last night. She was like, I can't swallow it. I was like, oh, God. But,
0: like, just make everything milky white. Make it all look like semen, which is what. Which all our beds are just covered in anyway. (laughs) JK. No, they're not. (laughs) That
1: was the best laugh I've had all day. What's the deal with making a doctor's appointment? Your kid's been sick for three days straight. For the 25 minutes you're at the doctor, they're, like, not sick for those 25 minutes. Always. Then later that day, as sick as they were when you made the appointment. Always. Always. She was like in the best mood. She had no fever during that time. And then immediately when we took the stroller home, because we can walk to the doctor, fever. I'm feeling crappy again. And then
0: the doctor thinks you're like making shit up. At least that's my fear. And then I say to her, that's showbiz, baby. All right.
1: And that wraps up What's the Deal with (laughs) the kids? Hashtag swag bag. So my swag bag really is on brand because it's come in so good while Luna's been sick. It is the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Blanket, and it's amazing. So Sebastian's obsessed with this thing, by the way. I know. So I have a weighted blanket, and I was an early adapter of a weighted blanket. I've had it for at least six years now. And when we are on the couch, Lee and I, we fight over my big weighted blanket all the time. So when Luna got this weighted blanket, which let me just say, most weighted blankets are kind of ugly. this is
0: beautiful.
1: I'm always so concerned about how heavy my blanket is on her. So this is specifically weighted for smaller bodies, so you don't have to worry about them literally being crushed to death and not being able to breathe. That's a positive. And it's this beautiful, like, gray and white star pattern, which goes so well with everything in our home. Yeah already. We have that pattern going on. Also, fun fact, it was featured on Shark Tank, which is one of our, Lee and our favorite shows to watch together. Me
0: too. I love Shark Tank. It's my favorite thing to watch when I'm at someone else's house who doesn't have the same taste as me. Like, you can always agree on Shark Tank. We always
1: put that on after, Lee and I, after we've watched like a regular show, we put that on just like afterwards. Anyway, Tara Williams was featured on Shark Tank and she is got these parenting insights and she's absolutely amazing and her product is amazing. You can go to dreamlandbabyco.com. The blanket is $99. So beautiful. Like it's a blanket that looks good on a bed. Like you don't have to hide it because some of Luna's favorite blankets, I have to like fold up and hide under things because they're just Uggs. Yeah. This is so beautiful. And frankly, Lee's been stealing it lately. So it's good for adults too. I
0: was never a weighted blanket person. never really given it a try but and I thought for sure Sebastian was not going to be into this and did you mention that we were sent both of today's swag bag picks no, I have not mentioned it yet. In the interest of full disclosure, hashtag swag bag is now taking on a new meaning in the swag that we're being sent. We're only talking about things that we actually genuinely like. And this weighted blanket is one of them. But I didn't think Sebastian was going to be into it. And he loves this thing. And it's mini sized. It's like, you know, you can travel with they it can carry it around. Yeah, because most weighted blankets are- huge. Just bulky. And And heavy, yeah. Yeah, this you can travel with. It's like, it's really, I mean, it is heavy, but it's not
2: heavy, heavy.
0: Right, right. It's heavy as in it's weighted. Yeah. Okay, so mine today is Tivities Face Big DIY Cookie Kit. It's like a box of cookie stuff. So it has all your pre-measured ingredients to bake your cookies. And then you get to pick an image that they print onto like edible paper that you then put on top of the cookie. So I have three different images. One is the Mom Trash logo. One is a picture of me and Sebby, And I think one was a picture of me, Matt, and Sebastian. And they are so, so cute. I love them. I'm obsessed with it. What a great idea for everything like baby showers, weddings. It's like great. All kinds of things. And also, like a great Mother's Day gift. You can go to bakedivity.com. It's the Face Bake DIY Cookie Kit. It retails for $44.99, but they also offer monthly subscriptions. So you receive like a different kit because they have all kinds of kits on the Bakedivity website that's not just the DIY Cookie Kit. So you can sign up for that. You'll receive one a month, and that's $28.95 a month. Plus, you get access to these like like free virtual events. I mean, they're not free. You're paying for the subscription, but you know what I mean? That is so
1: cute. It's such a great idea, especially in these pandemic times. I mean, I feel like sometimes you and I are the only people that really still feel like it's a pandemic, but know. I'm looking for stuff to do with my kid all the time to make something special at all. Yeah.
0: And Sebastian really likes baking. So I think it's kind of like the perfect thing to do with him. And it yields a lot of cookies. I got to say like a ton of cookies.
1: Well, that's it, guys. I have to get off because I feel like my kid is about to throw a full-on temper yeah, shit's tantrum. Yeah, about to go down. Yeah, let's spare everybody. It's been
0: real. It's been real, guys. Real weird. Real weird. All right, see you next, next week. Next week, hopefully, we won't have kids. Kids screaming. Not, like, not have kids at all. Bye!